All right, welcome to episode 32 of the Holy Puck Podcast. I'm Cam, this is John, and... We have a special guest! What's your name? Luke Worthington, how are you? Hey, how are you, man? This is great. So, good. good. Um, so Luke, going? good. Luke joins us from the Perth Thunder, who is obviously one of our uh, our respectable teams on the AIHL. He is the game day broadcaster. Wow! Thanks for joining us, man. We're so stoked to have you. Stoked to be here. I was I was listening to your voice from voices for about half an hour before I was uh, before you, I took this call. So you so poor bastard. A big afternoon. You Dude, poor bastard. I I feel so sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> My, my wife regularly tells me, she's like, if there's anything that I could wish you would stop doing, it would be speak. Yeah. And, and then and, by and, virtue, and you, the podcast. You've chosen, <laughs> you've chosen to do it. Yeah. So kudos, kudos for, for uh, I guess, humoring us for, for, you know, an hour today. Yeah. No, but there is a good reason we've got Luke involved. Um, essentially, Luke is very similar to John and I, and then our friends at Cheapskate as well. He's another Australian dude who is passionate about the sport doing what he can to grow the game here in Australia. In an organic way. In an organic way, expose other people to it. He is the game day broadcaster for the Perth Thunder. He's done some writing work for SB Nation, and he also does the uh, play-by-play calling for a number of the junior leagues in Perth as well. So Luke's basically a one-man hype machine. He donates his time pro bono to continue growing the game that he loves. We're all about that. What we call a dead set real-life legend. So well done, Luke. Dead set legend. Yeah. Yes, just it's just something that I that I love to do, and it, and it helps me trying to trying to get into the media field, and and, and as I'm doing that, it, it helps grow the game, and and you can you can see that new people are, are coming down to the to the Thunder Games and, and getting involved, and and it's great. So hopefully, yeah, like you said, organic growth of the game. I think that I think that it works pretty well just through uh, just through pushing it through the right platforms. So is, right. is that your end game? Is it you're looking to I guess make a move into the the media as a whole, and this is a good starting point for you? Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess that's what it started with. Uh, I, I wanted to I wanted to just do this to to get experience in the media, and so I thought, well, I, well, I love hockey. I know, I know who the Perth Thunder is, so I'll. I'll uh, go see if I can help them out. And so I did a bit of social media with them, uh, then then took the took the season off, and then went back as the as the broadcaster doing doing play by play and and color commentary for the for the Thunder Radio team. A big a big shout out to the Thunder Radio team as well. Yeah, um, hey boys. It, it was was our, was our first season of Thunder Radio, and it, and it was a and it was a really great season. So. Yeah, I guess it's it, it helps grow the sport in Perth, and and it's a it's a budding market that that you can definitely see a lot of potential. Yeah, in. totally. Because I mean, there's there's not a lot of professional teams out in Perth, so obviously you've got a, a little bit of a market corner there. And obviously, you know, whilst people are in between Wildcats games and in between a Freo game, what are they going to do? Pop down to the hockey for a, you know a, a crisp twenty. Well, can I can I give you a sick, not so humble Western Australian brag? Yes, Cameron. Now. Yeah. Who do do we off the top of our heads all know who the outgoing now former captain of the Fremantle Dockers is? Sorry, the captain okay. of the Fremantle Dockers. Yeah, who 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 is that? Was, was, would that be Mr. Pavlich? Oh, the Pavlich. Yeah, he chucked he chucked us an old like, an old follow on the social media. It turns out he's a bit of a hey. fan of the Perth Perth Thunder nice. as well. Maybe yeah. he likes the show, and he likes you guys, and he likes you guys too. Actually, he was at a Thunder game. He was all about it. Oh yeah, I, actually, yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah it's interesting, Matthew Pavlich. I, I'm not a, I'm a, I guess I'm a, I'm a, the opposite of a Dockers fan. I'm probably the, the polar opposite of a Dockers fan. But, As in, uh, you but care about footy not at all. Definitely one of those players that 
that left his mark on the game. Absolutely. Definitely. So, I mean, I also was a little perplexed, Cameron, because I quit footy two years ago. So, it's let me tell you, great. Yeah, John was, just, John was just like, uh, yo, I think a reasonably important football player is like, all about the show and hockey now. That's kind of weird. And I'm like, yeah, right on. Yeah, right on. Exactly. So, wow. um, we, we've prepared a few questions for you, which I think are mainly just bullet points for us to chat a little bit, Cam. That's that's pretty much it, man. I just want a natural conversation with a like-minded soul. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what, what did you say last episode? It's it's your... So, it's our journey. This is now. our journey. It's our... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, we're all here. We're just rapping. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, it's great to be back in the lab. It's, it great, is to have, good. it's great to have a guest in the lab. It's been great. It's, you know, not only do I get Cameron, I get Luke as well. This is a great time. Well, the question I had for you, actually, because I understand how you got involved with the Thunder. How did you link up with SB Nation? I mean, they must get inundated with kids wanting to uh, do writing work for them. They're obviously a very well-established and, and popular North American site. Yeah, I was really lucky. Uh, SB Nation, a few of the hockey blogs up there wanted to start covering the Australian Ice Hockey League. Yep. Uh, they had they had a vote, um, a few of the pages for which team they they should cover. So the the um, I think it was the Bruins blog, Stanley Cup of Chowder did one. Yep. And um, they they linked up with a couple of teams. Then the Toronto Maple Leafs Pension Plan Puppets did one. Yep. So the, the Thunder linked up with them, and being part of the Thunder Radio team, the opportunity arose for me to write some recaps of the of the first Thunder games and and um, send them into SB Nation and get them published. So I, so I did that a bit for uh, for yeah for Pension Plan Puppets, the the, the Leafs blog, and then the, then um, when USA versus Canada roll into town, I'd, I'd been the I'd helped out a bit with social media the year before, so yep. I uh, asked the guy again if he wanted to have me involved. So I, I covered the the game for SB Nation where. I got to interview Ben Scrivens and, and have a chat with him, being a being a former Leaf, so it was awesome. relevant content for them. And so, the, yeah, that's that's pretty much me with SB Nation. Can I um? I guess this is a two prong question. Firstly, um, the and refresh my memory, correct me if I've got this wrong. With the US versus Canada series, was it this year or last year that the Thunder actually played a curtain raiser before the game? Yeah, that was last year. I was lucky enough to get to sink Sid Rinkside for that one. The the Thunder played at Curtain Razor with the Melbourne Mustangs. They had the That's right. They had the single largest attendance number for an for an AIHL game, which some people are sort of speculate whether or not it was really really counted properly, but I think that definitely just just with the eye test, we we love that turn in hockey, the eye test looking over the crowd. Um, Tape don't you lie. Could, you could probably tell that it was a pretty big crowd, but I, I don't know how it'd hold up against some of those Melbourne derbies. No, well, it definitely needs to count, man. And yeah. like we, we we couldn't we couldn't even get the AIHL to to comment on whether or not they were going to get a Melbourne team to do a curtain raiser with the the Melbourne legs because yeah. they, they they play two games in Melbourne. Um, because it was yeah. it, Melbourne's the biggest market, obviously, and we we, we tried to get comments. We, we actually have people who are, who are who are mates with ours who play down there every week, and we're like, hey, what's going on? They would not play uh, an AIHL, AIHL game before the the um, the USA v Canada series, which is super disappointing well, for the Melbourne crowd. And I look, I don't know if it was the promoter being difficult, or I don't know if it was the Melbourne teams being difficult, but it seems a little silly that a publicity opportunity like that would go waning like you put a game on even if you get the people as they're spilling into the stadium you might get four or five thousand people yeah exactly um, at the melbourne leg of the uh, at the melbourne leg of the event and i mean i've brought a lot of people to the games who've never been to a hockey game before I feel like and we've both brought a lot yeah. of games in fact I'm, i'd say everyone 
who's on this conversation would have brought yeah. a lot of fans, normies to the game. And then, say. and then in addition, I've shown, you know, AIHL games to uh, international friends who said, yeah, it's actually not bad. Kind of blows the mind a little bit that they couldn't make it all come together and get them to do a curtain raiser game. Then. Which is sick that the dudes in Perth could pull it off. So kudos to them. Yeah, that was all leading into good on you guys. <laughs> yeah. So that was our yeah, way that way of saying, I, you know, your guys are killing it and we're far off. <laughs> So yeah, far off. I think logistically, logistically, it's a really, really difficult thing to be able to pull off. Having, having one, having four teams roaming around those bottom change rooms. I, I was, I was backstage at, at Perth Arena for pretty much most of the day when, when that, um, when that game was on, uh, helping out with social media and stuff, and, and just having, having USA, having Canada, having the, the Mustangs and the Thunder sort of all there at once was logistically a bit difficult. And then I guess the the logistics of opening up the the stadium so early and and things like that. But the yeah the tour promoters did a really really great job to be able to to be able to get that up in Perth. But I think that the I think that the best hockey market for for that to happen. I think it would be amazing if you could if you could put on a Melbourne Derby at Rod Laver before one of those games. But yeah, it, I, totally. uh, I don't know how far we are from that. It does. Hopefully, it, hopefully not long. It does make you wonder then. So they could make it happen in Perth. And then with this year's event, which became the Wayne Gretzky Classic, Wayne only showed up in Sydney, as did John Scott. So that's two years running that the event's additional features have, oh, have, have skipped yeah. the marquee market in Australia. The biggest. I, I met John Scott when when he when he John Scott did come over to Perth. Oh, he did go oh. to Perth. Even yeah. more, added our, to the legend. Our, our, our friend Matt's the the infamous dude with the John Scott tatty. Yeah, yeah. Plays in our fantasy oh, league. Oh right, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I, I actually have seen that. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. sick. Yeah, it plays in our fantasy league. Actually, that makes it almost every show now that there's been a Matt Ham shout out, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is ridiculous. But it, it, does, it does boggle the mind a little bit. So hopefully next year, the USA versus Canada tournament as such, when it rolls through Melbourne, maybe they can uh, finally work something out to make it a bit more of an all-encompassing event as they have done in the other cities it, it would make sense given we are by far the nation's sporting capital yeah i i think that yeah it would definitely be just fantastic if they could pull it off and and but the the big thing is that it's marketed correctly yeah and that you've you've got bright minds behind the the social media and, and things like that and and people have a have a forward thinking way of looking at it because because you know you can play a game there but but it's it's uh it's the behind the scenes way that's going to get people down there but i, I definitely think it's something that can be pulled off and and i uh, i know the i know the tour promoter for the for the usa versus canada tour and, and he's just fantastic the, the guys that are at stop concussion so well you, so you, uh, yeah hopefully it's something to look forward to you'll have to put us in touch next year we'd love to do some uh we'd love to get whoever's involved to to do an interview or we can come down and, and do some coverage for them and whatnot in the Melbourne leg because we would, we would definitely love to help out. We went the first year and it was cool and found it a little more challenging the next couple of years. So hopefully Melbourne gets the love we deserve this time around. <laughs> Slash <Yeah>. us. <laughs> hey, um, I want to talk about something else for you. Tell us a little bit about the hockey community and growth in Perth in general, given its status as, you know, most definitely a non-traditional hockey market. Like you're, you're essentially Arizona. Yeah, we're, we're, we're the Arizona Coyotes. Oh, no, we're not that bad. We're, oh. we're... <laughs> wow, shots fired. Yeah, well, I mean, the Perth Thunder are actually a successful team. What? 
Perth Thunder have made the playoffs twice in the last three years. That's what I mean. You guys have, have seen success. And the, and the Yotes have not since 2012. Can, can we play well, a game? Yeah. Can, can we give each ARHL team an NHL equivalent? Oh, I like that. Oh, that's great. All right, so we go from I, the... I'm going to start off. Can I start off? Yeah, I of course. Will, yeah. I'm going to say Adelaide Adrenaline yeah. will be the Arizona Coyotes. I'm not saying that they're a bad hockey team, but I think that geographically, um, and that they're definitely a smaller hockey market than Perth, I think yeah. that they're the Arizona Coyotes. So they're I a team that's geographically the challenged Bruins. and no one gives a shit. How, how, are the, how are the ice the Bruins, would you say? I guess I guess the, the villains who, who, have had, who have had like a recent cup run. Yeah, so yeah. They've, um, they've been successful, but everyone hates them, yeah. which is true. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. What yep. if, what about the Mustangs? Um, I got one I'm for you. Thinking, I know well, what I mean, you're thinking team that's won won the cup, uh, new team that's won the cup within the last few years. They're going through a rebuild. Well, I was going to take it in another direction and say because they're very much the little brother yeah. living in Big Brother's shadow. I was going to say they're the Islanders yeah. living in the shadow of the Rangers. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, was, I, I knew you were going to well, say that. I felt well, it coming. Okay. Well, then that'd, that'd, make the, that'd make the Melbourne Ice the New York Rangers, which I think is, is fitting if the Rangers had run, won a cup more recently and it was perfect. <laughs> yeah, well, they, yeah. they, do, they do have similar colours as well, so I guess that's kind of cool. But I, I do definitely see the Mustangs as the Isles living in the Big Brother shadow. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And, and, but, then, but then they're coming good too, so I think that that's Definitely. Good. If you were to go to Canberra, I'd say that the Canberra would probably have to be... The the bad guys for sure. They'd, yeah, they'd, yeah. They'd be the evil, evil juggernaut. Yeah, but like the, the new kid as well. Every like they've got yeah. you know, they've got a sick uni. Like well, would logo. you say would you say with Canberra they've been bought not built because they've got so many shit hot imports? Yeah. Uh, I mean I don't I don't want to I don't want to talk down talk down another team too much, but <laughs> but they 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 do have they do have import uh, I think different import restrictions being such a such a smaller hockey market yeah. where it's harder to get uh, local players in 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 such a small place being a being a territory I guess but but uh, yeah they so I guess they do have a, a few more imports but yeah I, I wouldn't say I, I'd say they've definitely built a good program but but they but they definitely are the evil empire for sure so d does that make them the maple leafs then in that they're being given exemptions uh, by the power brokers to make but, it happen because they desperately yeah, but, want okay, them but, to but, succeed but, but, Cam but Canberra have made the playoffs recently so so when you think Ooh. of the maple leafs and, and you think of them as being the big evil empire it's sort of like even I'm a Habs fan and I look at the maple leafs oh, and I'm like, oh god <laughs> <laughs> it's all gone wrong. <laughs> Maybe we should conclude the podcast now. Send, send, send help. Yeah, yeah. Camera's already salty. And it was all going so well. Oh. <laughs> it was oh, all no. so good. All right, so who, who are you thinking for the Brave then? Oh, Okay, well let's come back to it so we can get we can we can do that we can do a few more. What about the Newcastle North Stars? Uh, two back-to-back -back cups. I'd probably say that in recent memory they're either the Blackhawks or the Kings. I was going to say no. the New Jersey Devils. I think I think they're the I think they're the Blackhawks because Sydney gives us our closest rivalry, which would be the Kings and the Sharks. So that's that's where I'm leaning against Sydney. But I was gonna, I, I think I was going to say the Devils though because nobody hates Newcastle. No, everyone's very indifferent. And, yeah. and because Newcastle is the shitty 
a couple of hours away from the major yeah. city team, yes. like New, yes. like New Jersey yes. to New York. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like no one cares. They're like, oh, yes. oh, that's perfect. And because they had back to backs, like the last time the Devils had back to backs, they did. Yeah. Oh, and then, and then, and then the Sydney Bears could be. Oh, it would be perfect if the Sydney Bears were good, because then they could be the LA Kings, <laughs> yeah. and Canberra could be like could be the San Jose Sharks, and yeah, have yeah. that perfect demographic. And then, and then the, the the Sydney Ice Dogs just need to be the the, the forgotten team. So Anaheim, the, Anaheim, the Canucks, Anaheim, Anaheim. So they're like you know, they're 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 like Northern Cal, but like you know, yes. they're they're in a great location. The weather's great. Yeah, can't win a cup. I love it. So <laughs> so so the only one we can't agree on is Canberra. Is Canberra? I feel like the only one left is Perth. So, ooh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, so who would who would you who would well, who did you land on? For Perth. Yeah. Well, they're so isolated. Okay. Well, who's think of think of isolated hockey markets? Winnipeg. <laughs> Win, Winnipeg, but because I, I I love on, Winnipeg. On the, on the ice, we're better than Winnipeg. I'd say that we're we're sort of and we're probably probably a smaller market than Winnipeg. I think we have to be an American team. Dallas. Yeah. Nah. Florida Panthers. Dallas? Yeah, Florida yeah, Panthers. Dallas, the Florida Panthers. You know what? The Florida Panthers is a good one because I heard their rink is is a bit far out, and you have to drive there. And more importantly, zero to people go exactly to the games. Like our rink. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, you know why else we're going to go with the Panthers then? Because that means if Fremantle ever get a team, then they can be the Lightning. It all makes sense. It, yeah, it all, yes. it all perfectly makes sense. Yes. All right. I love the Florida Panthers because, like, you guys probably get the same amount of people at your games as the Panthers do at this point in time. Yeah, right. and we're, we're playing fast hockey. They're gonna and on the ice, they're playing fast hockey. They're gonna come good soon. Uh, yeah, perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, the Panthers is perfect for me. All right. So what do we have? So we had the ice with the Rangers, the Stangs with the Isles, the North Stars with the Devils. Yeah. The Sydney Bears were the Kings. Yes. Uh, which the, would the make ice the ice dogs, dogs with their well, Sharks. Yeah. <laughs> this is great content, by the way. Yeah, this is good. This is all good content. Canberra was TBC. Yeah, because no, I mean, Adelaide was the Yotes. I feel like maybe we could put TBC to a to a poll, maybe. Perth, we agreed would be the Florida Panthers. Florida Panthers. Do we? We yep. do the Mustangs. Yeah, yeah. We yeah so we've we got everything. we've got everyone bar Canberra. We just can't agree on Canberra. So I feel like we'll put it to, to the social media. To yeah, the social yeah that's, media that's a great idea. That's great. We'll we'll put it so after the podcast, you can jump on and vote. Maybe we'll put it on the website or something. All right, people can, people can hop on. Great, great content. Well yeah, done. Yeah, huge call. Well done. Very good. Very yeah. good. Very into it. <laughs> hey, um, with Perth then, um, and as we, we we kind of started talking about what 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 is the hockey community like over there? It's obviously a smaller community. Um. You know what was the what was the kind of starting point? What was the kickoff point? You've obviously been around long enough to see the team go from being non-existent to actually coming to fruition. Tell us a little bit about the market. Yeah, well, I I came on board to the Thunder maybe a year or two in, um, probably two years in. So so I've I've been there since about about a bit over halfway through. Um, and but I, but I know where it's come from, so I can definitely talk about that. Oh, so you've There's, seen it grow. The, sorry, go on. You've seen it grow. You've seen it. Wow. Cameron's making penile's penile motions with his hands. Hey, you Thanks, said man. you said seen it grow. That's where my mind went. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. of course, with a mug like that, how could you not assume that? Um, okay, so there's a, a bit. there's a guy in Perth called Stan Scott who Sounds runs like the Perth Thunder as I think as a sole trader. I think I think that he's had he's had uh, different different partners. It does, doesn't matter. Um, but it's basically it's basically him behind the scenes running the the Perth Thunder, 
It's like as um, a passion project. Sorry? As like a passion project. So obviously one yeah, guy... Yeah, sold... totally. It's, it's, his, it's his baby. He calls it his baby. Um, ah, so, legend. So he runs the Thunder. Um, every... The Thunder's not affiliated with grassroots hockey as such, but all the grassroots levels obviously feed through to the Thunder and the Thunder gives back to the West Australian ice hockey community through imports running clinics or... Um, it, even just, it, I'd call giving back to the community players signing autographs after the game and, and things like that. It's, it's, it's those types of things that are going to want to get, uh, want to, that are, sorry, I'm tongue tied here. They're the kind of things that will make kids want to stay in the game. And I, I think that the important thing is that kids in Western Australia or well, hockey, hockey kids in Western Australia are idolizing Perth Thunder players. And really, it's easy to do just with the correct marketing. You've got to make sure that the players are involved. They're communicating two ways that the fans aren't just going to them and getting nothing. The players are going to the fans. You know, just it's such a it's such a small community of maybe less than 500 people that even just the players, there's no security at the rink. Fans can walk up to them. The players are just guys. They're just guys like you and me. They're uni students, you know, like some some of them are just uni students that I'm just friends with who happen to be hockey players as well, you know, but the easiest thing for them is just communicating with fans. And yeah, it's, a, it's such a small group of people that it's easy to do because, because you know exactly who you're targeting and it's families in the area, it's hockey families. Mm. And then, yeah, so outside of the Thunder, then there's the Australian Junior Ice Hockey League, the, the Perth Sharks, the Perth Pelicans are, are our two teams. Oh, name, what a name. Name, name of the year for the Perth Pelicans. Right? Oh, right. Look, see, we're all about alliteration here. So, so if, any sport team that's got alliteration skyrockets straight to the top. Dude, if you can get your hands on a couple of Perth Pelicans t-shirts, we would be all about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one thing that uh, you've probably seen him on the Australian NHL fans forum, Jason Sanguin. Um, yeah, yeah. One yeah, yeah. thing that... Yeah, big, big, big up. He's Australian NHL fans famous, I say. He um, definitely is. So I, um, we are we are definitely not. We are far from that, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so he, no, um, I always banter with this one dude on that. Work into the development of social media for the for the AJ, the Australian juniors. Um, and he he was trying to he was sort of starting to work on that. Nothing nothing was ever official and nothing really went past just me and him shooting around some ideas or more him shooting some ideas to me but but um yeah i think that perth pelicans um sh- shirts are definitely something that could be on the card if, if things go to plan within the next few years oh that'd be fantastic sick. i'm feeling maybe a hookup with with maybe the cheapskate guys it could be a, oh. a, a little passion project i know did you notice the alliteration there huge love it so this is going great man i'm, I'm having a great time so i mean given uh I guess the isolated nature of the game um, in Perth. What, what's your take on, I guess, the Thunder's place um, within the game's organic growth? Because it's obviously it fits into a very key market. What's your take on how that sort of is, is sort of grown in Perth, and then how it sort of is just, I guess, growing within Australia as itself? Because it's we're obviously already an isolated market as it is, and especially because Perth is such a sports mad location. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, give me some more tone there, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did I nail that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. So, so 
how the how the Thunder are helping growth of hockey in WA? Just the over, yeah. Like I guess what he's saying is like not even the team directly, but the Thunder have obviously they they you, play a part in the how the game grows, how the game's perceived. Like yeah. people who might have gone, oh okay, we're actually treating hockey as a serious thing here in Western Australia. Maybe I will take my kid down to the rink yeah. this weekend okay. instead of Auskick. Yeah. Well. Well, the most important thing with grassroots sport is that you're showing people that there's, well, that you're showing athletes and you're showing kids that there's a pathway. You, you see it in, in women's, yeah. the growth of women's sport. Uh, women's sport didn't have the opportunity to grow over, over the last few years because there was no clear pathway for them to go down. So it's not very attractive to be, to say, you know, you can play rugby. But when you get to this level of rugby, there's nowhere else to go. What if you're an amazing player? So the Perth Thunder shows people in WA that there that there is something to look forward to if you're an elite West Australian hockey player and, and you're also a guy. Unfortunately, women's women's isn't quite quite there yet when it comes to having a women's AHL team in Perth. But I'm, I'm sure it'll get there. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I don't know too much about it. But. Um, if you're a kid who's playing hockey, you can you can go through this development pathway. You can potentially go to America and, and play at an academy like the like the Banff Academy or the, the something hockey academy. One of the one of the provinces has a hockey academy that I know a few of the few of the guys from the juniors go to. So yeah, the Thunder shows shows you that there's an end goal and and it. It's like a, a West Australian kid can grow up wanting to play for the Perth Thunder. So I think that, yeah, just just that alone, uh, the, the team serves such a great purpose. And, you know, just as just just in general, I, I mean, I'm, I'm only 20, but maybe maybe one day when I have a kid, given that I've been so involved in hockey and, and, and even though it's never really been a part of my life, maybe I'll get them involved in the game. You know, they'll tell a friend and... And, and it's sort of that organic growth like we talked about before. So, yeah, the Thunder definitely plays such an important role. And, and, it's, and it's such a, such a small community um, that, that, yeah, you, you need to sort of have that, that big end goal for players at the end of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's super important to have the big club because a big club gives you, gives, I guess, the yeah. grassroots guys the, gives the you opportunity. Prestige. Well, it gives, you, it gives you something to aim to like you, like you touched on before. It's super important. And I mean, we love that. And I think, we, I mean, we're, we're about the grassroots and we're about the, I guess, the organic growth of things and, and letting things grow in their own way. And I think the, the IHL um, has done that in a way. And I think that, um, I guess, I mean, particularly in Perth, you guys being isolated all the way out there, um, across the Nullarbor, I think it's important that um, you oh, guys. Good on you. Yeah, I know. I think it's important for you guys to grow in your own way in that market. Um, being forced to do it in the same way as Melbourne would be, I guess. I guess implanting a sport that doesn't work, so and, and, and an approach that doesn't work. So kudos to you guys for doing it in your own way, and kudos to you guys for continuing to stick it to the Melbourne clubs by being good, which is important. Having a Western Australian team that's good and being afraid to go over to Western Australia is great for the te- for the teams on the East Coast. Let's say. Hey, it's, it's good for hockey. Yeah, I know, right? One last thing about Perth. Do yep. you do you know anything about this six hundred person strong street hockey league in Perth? Yeah. Okay. Sick. I I, I, uh, I saw your email about that. Okay, that's, that's mental. Oh, I shouldn't be talking about our planning. But um... <laughs> hey, so sidebar for those that don't know, there is we have mentioned it on the show a couple times. So there is a six hundred man uh, roller hockey league which is played outside in Perth, which is. 
Let's just say it's fucking awesome. Fucking unreal, right? Let's that is baseline the greatest thing that could possibly be in existence. And we have thrown our hat into the ring and suggested that we would love to come down and do some game day stuff with them and maybe do maybe an online potty, maybe maybe who knows, maybe something maybe something's in the works. I, I don't know, but so for the, so for those of you who don't know, there is a six hundred man uh, league out there, organized league um, in, in Perth, which which leads us to the question: What do you know about it? Well, the short answer is not a great deal because I'm not because I'm not involved in it. But I but I do I do have a bit of general knowledge just just because a few guys on my baseball team um, have have played have played in the team. But um, it's a, it started with a guy who had a vision of creating a creating a, a roller hockey league that everybody can play in. They they compete for. Uh, do, do you guys do you guys know what the trophy is that they compete for? No, no. but this is sounding better every minute. I have to admit. The Canley Cup, and it's and it's a Stanley Cup made of emu export tins. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let me just say that Cameron and I are very partial to the tins. Ah, oh, yes, yeah, the summer of cans. <laughs> it's and we say that because it's always the summer of cans. Always the summer of cans. And that is the greatest thing ever. That oh, Jesus that just made the podcast. No, I, it gets better. Oh. It gets better. Oh, okay. Right. I'm bracing this, this for even more. Me, epic. This leads me to another thing that I wanted that I wanted to do with you guys, S- similar to the to the name name an NHL team for every AHL team. All so, right. So All right. What do you got? It's a it's a social league. You yeah. get a lot of guys who play D grade footy, D grade baseball. Guys, you know, so, social sports veterans who who just who just go down there and love it. Um, guys, similar to I guess I guess our age, twenty to twenty to thirty. Um, the some of and so with that with with um with young funny guys you get some you get some pretty hilarious names for the teams oh god um and the names of the teams are named after suburbs most of them so i was just gonna i was just gonna go through some yep this sounds so good and then based based on that i just wanted to you guys live in Melbourne, so I wanted to see if you could think of a street roller hockey league name for your suburb. But uh, we've got, we have done this. We've got this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sterling, Sterling from the bottom. Now we're here. Oh yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> oh my god, this this is only this is pure quality, by the way. Yep. You you used to Como on my cell phone. <laughs> awesome. Um, Shannon Nolamara. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> and an an honourable mention to Fifty Shades of Greylands. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Okay. I could deal with that. Uh, yeah, and oh, what else have we got? No, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's all pretty good. What, so, what's what's your street name, John? Hartington. Hartington, jeez, that's hard to work with, isn't it? Yeah, I know. What's yours? Uh, Whitecaps. I mean, I live in Point Cork, so I mean, the obvious one is just Point Cork. Yeah, point cooked. <laughs> point fully cooked. Point, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. The holy, the holy, sponsored by Holy Puck. There you go. There's, there's your Holy Puck team. Point fully cooked. Sponsored by Holy Puck. We can maybe, maybe we can get Andy to agree to, uh, and, 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 by virtue, cheapskate. Yeah, and, Andy. Sorry, man. You're making his t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> point uh, fully cooked. Oh. Hey, so now that you've shockingly revealed already that you're a Hab supporter. Um, 
Which you definitely shouldn't have done, by the way. No, it's okay. I've, I've made my peace with it. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how did you land on the Habs as your team of choice? And what's your earliest hockey memory? Like, what got you into the sport? And how did you... God, how did you end up going for the Montreal Canadiens? There's got to be a decent reason. Oh, uh, no. I mean, not really. My, my, I, I sort of started... I got into... I, I watched AFL my whole life, being from Perth. Um, it's, just, it's, just a, it's just a thing. Um, and then I got to 13 and discovered the NFL and watched the NFL for a season, decided to follow the Pittsburgh Steelers. Don't know why. Uh, then started watching the Blue Jays on the on Major League Baseball. And then I wanted to find a hockey team and I was doing an internship over in China in, in some, doing some social media and marketing stuff when I was about 15 or 14 or 15 maybe. And... Um, and the the guy there was a Montreal Canadiens fan, so like he had their he had their games on in our office. And then, being the most scrutinised media market probably probably in the world, um, mm, there's true. a lot of good media content on them. So mm. it made it really easy to be a fan. All right, those are all valid reasons, and, and I, actually I, good and well I, thought out. I accept them, and it was well answered, <laughs> and we can continue to be friends. This is fine. This is great. See, the thing is. So I, my reason is just like, why are you a Caps fan? I don't know. I woke up one day in the mid-2000s and I'm like, ah, oh, still a Caps fan. Don't know why. Don't know how it started. Just a Caps fan. That's that's it. <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't really remember much from like before mid-2007 anyway. So. And then I just I just love the history of, because I'm a Collingwood fan in the AFL and have been since I was four years old. So as you know, oh, yeah. you know, love, love by few. And I mean, not love by few, like love by those that love them and hated by everybody Everyone else, else. And yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of yeah. I kind of always liked that um I'm not gonna say underdog because they're a successful team, but I kind of thrive on the, the hatred of the, 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 the seething the seething hatred yeah, from know, they're, everyone they're, else. They're, I like that. The New York Yankees, they're Collingwood, they're Manchester United, they're Barcelona. They're the team they're, you hate a lot. Like you love to hate. Like but, everyone. But, yeah. Yeah, but, everyone but, hates but here's them. but here's the thing, right? I hate the Yankees. And I don't like soccer, but if I did I would hate Manchester United. So, 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 so I really just a dumbass hypocrite. So I liked, <laughs> I liked the teams who were loathed by the general masses, right? But you hate but, soccer. But there had to be another level of hatred. And I, I liked the infamy that was attached to the Bruins. I liked the fact that the reason teams wear helmets is because Boston used to beat them up. And, and I people, liked yeah. the fact that Terry O'Reilly climbed into the crowd and bashed dudes. And I loved the fact that even though he's a giant fuckwit these now, days, yeah. Mike Milbury... Beat a man with his own shoes. I loved all of that. Yeah, Bob, yeah. And you know, but Cam and Bobby shit, Orr though. and all those guys. So you know, that was easy for me. And then you know, I loved a lot of the music coming out of the New England area, and I made friends there. And you know, so it just makes sense. It, There's too many connections to to. to it, there was too many connections it. to deny it. I look like a piece of shit. They're pieces of shit. It all makes Most sense. Most Bruins fans are pieces of shit. You fit perfectly. <laughs> And I love the fact that in Australia you see a lot of Bruins merch kicking around and they're not what you would call Bruins fans because no. they're very much like, for a while, they were a popular entry-level merchandising kind of team. Oh, uh, yeah. And so you stop and talk to them and you're like, oh, are you excited about the year ahead? Like, you know, blah, blah. Like, you know, Brandon Carlo's looking good. And they're like, I don't even know what this hat is, dude. I just bought it from Culture Kings. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that happens. Yeah. Sorry, that happens in Melbourne all the time. So Melbourne's really good for like pop-up shops that sell like hockey you know merch. a shitload of merch and there's a big section of hockey things so i don't know how or why this is a thing right yeah so you'll go into these shops like w w like we won't we won't say their names but like essentially you go into these shops and there's this 
giant section. And so you see these like 16, 7 year old kids kicking around in like Rangers jerseys, Ducks jerseys, uh, Boston gear. Well, girl, girls wearing hockey jerseys as dresses is a big thing. It's a big thing moment. now because Rihanna did it. We were at the basketball on Thursday and there was a bunch of girls walking around wearing Ducks jerseys as dresses. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, do you even know who Ryan Kessler is? He's a fuckwit, but do you know who he is? Yeah. He would probably punch you for wearing his jersey for not knowing. So, so the point out of all of this is I've just stopped talking to the general public yeah. full stop. Because I'm... Oh, me too. Yeah, I it's just... too hard. I, like, I just don't do it. Or if someone makes eye contact with you on public transport, like, yeah, you're like, you know what? Not worth my time. No, not for me. I'm going to go back and listen to this. So the amount of times I've like been walking in the city, I'm like, ah, oh, hey, sweet Rangers jersey. And the amount of times I've been met with... What? Who? You're like, thanks, man. It's just no point. Keep going, buddy. All right, we, we, we support your reasons for supporting the Montreal Canadiens. And I also understand your reasons for choosing the Steelers at that time in your life because they're a cool-looking team. They are. They were a tough team. Yes. Mike Tomlin's a good coach. I get all of these things. Great unis. The, the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I, I, for my first birthday present, I got a ball um, of the Toronto Blue Jays and it had all the it had the 96ers teams, like all the, all the signatures yeah. on it. Okay. All right, so like, okay. all right we're good. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Sentimental value. And Sentimental merch connection. Oh, gets us every time. Yeah, no, you, you sold me on merch connection. We're yeah, all good. A, a sentimental merch connection. Maybe that's how I... No, that's not... I don't know how I got my All right, so rapid fire questions to wrap it up. How do you see the Habs going this year? They've started strong. They're on top of the power rankings. Can they maintain it? Well, I mean, it feels a lot like last year. Yeah, um, so pending it, goalie injuries. Yeah, um, but I mean... The lineup's a lot stronger. Uh, the, the first line's unchanged. The second line, you've got two new additions in in uh, Radulov and, and Lekinen, who have both been just fantastic. Radulov, especially, has been has been amazing. Mm. And then you go down to the third line, you, you, you've got Andrew Shaw, David Dehane, eh, like very, a, a very big, eh. It's, it's <laughs> you could give or take with him. Uh, I think that him sitting sitting at third line center is as high as I would want him to be. He has a great pass and a great vision, but I and, but I don't think that he's an NHL uh, back checker or, or has an NHL shot. So so that's sort of a question mark for me. Uh, and then you go down to the fourth line. You've got Dano Mitchell and um, and Paul Byron who have who have been fantastic. And then you look at defense and and Subban's gone i want to get started on that but um Trey weber has had a, a really fantastic few games to open up the season but I, I i don't want to go into why i think that the trade's bad but i but i think that for the next two years which is the montreal canadians cup window really um before price becomes a becomes a ufa i i think that this is really their window and the weather's going to work well for the next two years and then hey we'll, we'll see where it goes after that with a with a 40 year old Shea Weber but uh yeah I think that definitely positive step forward positive steps forward we've got a slow defense but it's a good defense when it when backed up in its own end uh the forwards will do the talking and and when in doubt Kerry Price yeah that's a good point actually yeah right well on. actually all valid well thought out points to be fair not what we're used to on the show so very refreshing very refreshing. We yeah, we're, we're not we're not used to organization, actually. We're, we're down, which is why this is a great show. I <laughs> All think. right, so so straight answer then. You've obviously given us a good in depth analysis of the team. Are they a legitimate cup threat? Ah, uh, cup threat. Maybe if we can keep this core together, give it one more year. I think that they 
finished top three in the East. And I, if as provided, this is this is just with a big asterisk of providing providing Prince is healthy. Uh, they they finished top three at least in the East. If not, win it'll come second. I uh, won't be surprised with any of that. Uh, in the in the playoffs, you know, depending on injuries, I think that I think that they're definitely able to make a conference final and maybe maybe again like they did in 2014, get knocked out by Tampa. But uh, hey, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, I yeah, I think that the East is an easy conference. Um, the only uh, our division really is the Florida Panthers, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and who it's probably it's probably us. And then maybe that maybe the maybe the Bruins. Um, are as good as us, if if not a little bit a little bit worse. Um, we're we're, de- yeah, we're so definitely we're definitely, definitely a lot worse. I think the yeah. Eastern Conference <laughs> final is their ceiling. All right, um, this year, which is a great answer, by the way, because there's a lot of competition in the East, man. There's so much. Yeah, yeah. P- pens are going back to yeah. back. Yeah, it's hard to say no with that. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I can feel it in my waters. Yeah, caps are fading. I don't think the Habs have it this year. I also don't think the. The Lightning can take it this year. I don't think there's anyone stand out from the West at this point that's going to be strong enough to get past them. I think it's, it's, it's definitely going East again. Yeah. Um, whether it goes well, the, Nash- the Nashville Predators have been a gong show so far. They're they're thirtieth in puck possession um, across across the entire NHL, and you think that adding Subban after after having Shea Weber is going to do the exact opposite of that. You're probably going to triple your puck possession having having Subban over over Shea Weber. So so it's an interesting situation over in there. I think that they definitely sort it out before Christmas, though. Yeah, I'm not reading too much into it. I think you got to allow time for them to gel, find that chemistry. They may reshuffle the D oh, pairings. Like, dude, it's 82 games. weeks of the season, just like, write it off. Because they've, they've got Subban and Yossi playing together. I actually think they need to split them, and then they'll just have these two dominant pairs and they'll be fine dude you gotta look at this way yeah. like the pens won it all last year right they stunk up the season and had it till t- christmas well no part uh, they had it to almost to new year's they were terrible right oh my god so a six day you fuckhead i said till <laughs> christmas and you said till new year's <laughs> did that upset you it, it does upset me a little yeah. bit yeah but they swung it around and smashed it all the way home so you yeah. can you can be shit for the first fucking two months yeah and it's not gonna matter in the end because i mean the pens won almost no games up until that point and then mm. just shit it in some might say all right last two points from you who's going to be a big breakout or surprise team for the year and who's going to blow out in epic fashion and completely stink up the joint uh i like the national predators to to come from here and be a be a be a big force in the west um i think that we're going to be surprised by I don't know. I think I think maybe Edmonton can surprise us. I think that after getting rid of Hole and oh, and Nail Yakupov for a for a first round pick, I mean they were it was questionable what they got in return, but I think that they definitely needed that that defenseman in Adam Larson. So I think that that helped him out there. So I think that maybe we see them just miss the playoffs. Toronto Maple Leafs need to figure out how to close out games, but I think that if they if they tighten up a few things, I mean, they've got Babcock as a coach that we can see them go pretty far. Western Conference, yeah, really the Nashville Predators haven't haven't really looked too too far past the Habs when it when it comes to this sort of stuff. But only only being so so early in the season, I, I sort of take a while to decide with this stuff. And True. Who, who's going to be the stinking turd of 2017? Ooh. Oh, Columbus. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See either them or Winnipeg. Or Columbus, Winnipeg, Los Vancouver. Angeles. Uh, Vancouver are doing quite well at the minute. I think LA, I mean, Vancouver will obviously, you know, they'll just 
after after the break, the the Christmas New Year's break, they'll yeah. come back and then they'll everyone will realize. Oh, hang on, everyone will remember Vancouver are terrible. Why aren't we just beat them? And then it'll just naturally write itself. But I think same um, story, yeah, yeah, it's the same old story. Like they don't they don't have the staying power. Whereas I think um, teams like LA, um, I think a surprise stinker team this year will be the Sharks. Um, I think they've got too many age dudes. Ah, oh, you mean the Pete DeBauer second year hangover? His teams always stink in the second year. They do. So, and I, I think the Sharks are riding a very, very tight window, which will mean that they may, may even move him or they may do something drastic. Um, I mean, they need to move Marlow this year. Um, well, no, they don't even need to move him. They can just let his contract expire. Yeah, and then they can just use that. They, they've got Ovi money to do whatever they want. Do you know there. the good thing about Marlow, though? His contract is worth six point six six million a year. Is. So he's the Iron Maiden of the National Hockey League. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Nah, well there done. you go. There you go. Wow. All right. Well, this has turned. Uh, we 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 initially said around twenty minutes, and this has gone for about an hour. Um, Forty three minutes, Cameron. Good good chat, Luke. Great chat. Well, thank yeah, you no, so no, much for joining us, man. We we appreciate it. We should uh, bring you in for another chat mid season, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd love to. That'd, that'd be fantastic. And, um, we talk I think about... we'll definitely have a lot more to talk about too. Oh, dude, we so. could talk about how funny Kerry Price's injury was and how it's the same <laughs> as last year's. <laughs> what? <laughs> but um, yeah, no, definitely, uh, definitely make sure you stay in touch. It's been good chatting. Good to find some like-minded individuals around this uh, sparse, non-ice friendly land of ours. Yeah, it's great to it's great to talk up the game, man. We appreciate your time and thanks for joining us on a on a cold and dreary Tuesday night. And keep us abreast of all things Perth Thunder, please do. Yeah, man. Hit us on oh, the yeah. socials. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. I, th- I think it's. I think providing we get the right imports back next season, it's, it's going to be a big one. But, yeah. Sick, man. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, we're going to knock it off. This has been... Uh, I'm John. This is Cam. And you've had Luke joining you on the show tonight. So thank you so much for, for bringing it in. This is episode 32 in the bank. Thank you. Thanks so much. See you, man. <laughs>